Welcome back to the Viking Update Show. John, it's been an interesting week and weekend. I spent Sunday at the Bud Grant Memorial, which I thought mm. was really well done. And I spent Monday at the league meetings where I ran into Leslie Frazier and Kevin Warren and uh, and a bunch of people I don't like as well. But, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, it, it, so there are a lot of big picture things to get to this week before we talk about, you know, the usual Vikings news or non-news. But let's, let's start with Bud. Uh, mm. You know, I really like the way Tom West and the Vikings staged the memorial on Sunday. Bud is not a was not a formal person. Mike Grant is not a formal person. A lot of the people who came as fans, a lot of people from the organization who spoke are not formal people. And so they didn't try to make it some big, you know, NFL style production. They just had people go up there and tell Bud stories and offer recollections. And I again, I think Mike Grant was fantastic because he brought out the humor in his father and his father spent his entire coaching career trying to pretend he didn't have any humor or personality. <laughs> and then we found out in his later years, that yes, he did. And he was kind of a goofy character. And I think that makes him even more endearing. Yeah. I mean, I do think that those are the best moments in memorial services like this, right? I mean, that thankfully I think, um, that this service was held with a little bit of breathing time between right. Bud's death and between and 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 this moment. And I think sometimes you need that because uh, they these these events can be understandably somber um, and 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 sad and 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 you're saying goodbye and in so many ways. But when you do have a little bit of time that allows just kind of the normal grieving and like the, and, and the, and the sadness and the mourning um, before it, it can turn much more into a celebration um, into kind of a, just a storytelling venture. And I mean, I think you hit it right, Jim. Um, you know, we have known Tom West for a very long time. Not many people of, among the Vikings fans know who he is, but when you think about someone who has such a great understanding of the, everyone involved in the organization um, and how to pull off an event like this and stay true to whoever's person's character it is, like I, I guarantee it would have felt a lot different if it was someone else, uh, if it was another Vikings player dignitary whose, whose event it was. But Tom really understood, understands tone, understands personality, understands the people and what uh, who are involved and what they were like and what they may have wanted in situations like this. And he is able to execute that. And 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 he doesn't care um, about making himself look good or or what other people will think about it. He wants to honor that individual as best he can. And he has spent a, just an, an unbelievable amount of time around bud over the years. And so, um, he, Tom is a valued and resource, um, and an unbelievable member of the Vikings organization. And in times like this, you really kind of see that shine even more than in the day to day stuff. So, um, I'm really glad to hear that it all went well. I was, I had some family obligations. I couldn't make it, but, um, but yeah, like you want, you just want storytelling, you want celebration, you want some sort of levity 
Um, you want people to kind of smile as they're remembering because there's probably been a lot, a lot of tears shed over the last few weeks since his death. Also got to see uh, Dennis Ryan at the ceremony, and I hadn't had a chance to say in person oh, to Dennis man. how much I, I loved and you know respected the work he did over the years, uh, and glad to see him getting out while he's uh, while he's healthy and enthusiastic, and he can do other things with his life because the job he does he did that job is. It is for obsessives. You don't. You are on call. You work long hours, and you're on call, and you're everybody's. Uh, you're. You are basically a servant to everybody in the organization, and it takes a certain amount of humility and a tremendous work ethic to carry off that job. He like it's kind of similar to Tom in a way where just one of those guys who toils behind the scenes and doesn't want any attention um, for it but just an invaluable member of that group forever and ever. I mean, I will not kind of know what it's like to walk around that building, both in Egan and then certainly at U.S. Bank Stadium, um, and not have his presence around there. Uh, it will be a real changing of the guard and, a, and, a, and the end of an era because – uh, through all of the changes, through all of the turmoil and the chaos and some of the winning and the losing, there was always Dennis just in the back, um, just quietly going about his work, helping every player out to the best of his ability. Um, just just incredible stuff. And, um, you know, he he honestly, Jim, and this is just coming off of the uh, top of my head, he should be in the Vikings ring of honor. Like that's how important he has been to this organization forever and ever. He never caught a touchdown pass. He never threw one. He never, um, he never made a tackle or an interception. But uh, when you talk to players who have been here and left at, you know, everyone always asks about Dennis Ryan, you know, when, when you're catching up with them, how's Dennis, or give me a Dennis story and they all have them. And um, just the most unassuming guy, selfless, lack of ego, all that stuff, just a, a giant um, in the organization, even though he's a guy, a little guy like myself who just worked his ass off forever and ever for that organization. And I don't know if the Vikings want to go down the road of giving Ring of Honor um, commemorations to people who weren't players or coaches. Uh, and I don't know what the right answer to that is. But if they decide to go down that road, I think Dennis Ryan and Frank Gilliam should be probably the next two in the ring of honor. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're right. It's 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 sort of a slippery slope and and it opens opens a door that makes it hard to say, OK, where's the line? Um, but certainly two individuals who just like threaded into the fabric of the organization um, who they had such high impacts on so many people around uh, the organization who generally universally, I, I find one person who say one bad thing about Dennis Ryan and, and really probably Frank Gilliam as well. And like, you, you, you look at them sideways, like get over yourself. What are you talking about? And, and so um, just when you think about, how, how, I, I don't know how, I mean, maybe it's, you know, the, the equipment room being named after him. Maybe, maybe it's, um, 
some scouting areas being named after Frank Gilliam. There's all sorts of ways, I think, to commemorate that neither one of these guys would want or ask for, I'm sure. But I think that really um, belongs in terms of the groundwork they laid, um, all of the the sweat that they poured out for for this organization and to help it get to where it was and um and where it where it is now like just invaluable uh members of of the organization and so um how they honor them i'm sure they will both be honored i'm sure neither one of them want that that honor but it's finding those ways to pay homage and respect to really like the most respected people that come through there i think it's really important this is the Viking Update Show. He's John Krasinski from The Athletic. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. Brandon Morton is our producer, as always. Uh, this is TalkNorth.com. Best way to listen to this show or any show you like at the network. Subscribe at your favorite podcast app. It is free. It is easy. Uh, if you like the Vikings, you also, might also want to listen to Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider. Jeff, of course, the former Vikings general manager who has worked as an agent, uh, a front office executive, and has dived into the media at this point. You can find our, our podcast at uh, Talk North Pod on Twitter, but the easiest way is either subscribe or go to talknorth.com. Uh, lots of other sports stuff, lots of variety stuff, lots of outdoor content. Check it all out. Uh, we're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios. Uh, thanks to Aquarius, thanks to TSR Injury Law, Star Bank, and Manscaped. Uh, let, now let's get to uh, a couple more notes on this these topics and we'll move on. Uh, I think that uh, we, you and I have been going about it all wrong our entire careers. No, uh, was, no, that's I impossible. A, I was no a beat way. writer for a long time. You were a beat writer. We both have delved into feature writing and other aspects of the business as well. And we've made a million phone calls. We've worked locker rooms. We've talked to people behind the scenes. What I learned during the Bud Grant Memorial was if you want to develop a source, you got to go hunting with them. I know. Yeah, that 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 was absolutely the key to Bud's heart, right? I mean, Dennis Anderson, uh, I think Mike Max got out with him a few times. Like uh, to to connect with him on that level uh, was the only way to maybe I, I think what it did, Jim, and in, in sort of like talking to people who have who have gone with Bud on these trips or like just knew Bud very well. And like I've said, like I, we spoke a few times, uh, and I, he was always around, but I wouldn't say I knew Bud. Um, you could tell that there, that Bud equated hunting and fishing with authenticity, um, in this sort of fake world of professional sports where there's so many people who are trying to pretend to be things that they're not, who are, you know, kind of saying whatever they think needs to be said to help them get ahead to climb the ladder to do whatever it was it's the ones that wanted to put on the boots and the blaze orange and go into the cold weather um and do that like that that just separated you from the pack like those were the real ones in bud's eyes and and so um that's where you got out of the 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 nfl bubble and you just got down to being human beings hunting and gathering and um and 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 doing it that way and uh i think it was a, it was a select few uh that that were allowed to go on those trips with bud certainly just a couple in the media 
Um, but uh, but that that was the way to prove to Bud, like, hey, uh, I'm a real person, um, and I have you know uh, I have uh, you know, a pure heart and 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 good goals and all of these things, and and it was his litmus test for can I trust you or can you not? Can I not? Yeah, I you know I'm not a hunter, so I I bought him a steak at Costco. It didn't really work. <laughs> yeah, not not the same thing at all. And I I do think now you you've probably heard this like Sid went with him a couple of times, right? <laughs> right. Because I did cannot not go imagine well. Sid Hartman being out there um, and 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 hunting and fishing and all of that um, because he was one of those guys that. He had no interest in that, and he didn't belong out there. But I do think that Bud dragged him out once or twice, and I would have loved to have heard Sid tell those stories because um, the, that pair out in a duck blind or out on a boat somewhere, uh, I, I can't even imagine. Yeah, uh, that would be – that. Would, I wish somebody had filmed that. I mm-hmm. would still be watching that today. Uh, hey, uh, thanks to Aquarius Home Services. We are coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studios. Here's what you need to know about Aquarius Home Services. Scott here, your Aquarius Home Services radio guy. Remember complaining about how long the winter was? And now it's time to get ready for hot, humid summer days. Be worry-free with your AC and schedule your tune-up with Aquarius. A quality-trained technician will do a thorough evaluation, review all the details and recommendations, and answer any questions. At Aquarius, our goal is to always provide amazing service and earn the right to be recommended. We're just a click away at AquariusHomeServices.com. Thanks also our sponsor, longtime sponsor on the John Krasinski show. It's our basketball show here at talknorth.com. Uh, John does a great job breaking down the Timberwolves. Uh, TSR Injury Law has been sponsoring that show and many others at talknorth.com for a long time. All you really need to know, as, as Steve Terry reminds me, is that if you're injured, you call 612-TSR-TIME and they'll take good care of you. They will not charge you unless they win your case. They have won so many cases, they've become a huge success story because they help people. 612 TSR time, 612 TSR time. Uh, also want to let you know that big banks aren't the only ones with mobile apps and convenient financial services. I'd like to tell you about Star Bank. Star Bank is an independent community bank in Minnesota. They're family owned and treat customer relationships as a top priority. You're not a customer number at Star Bank and they have no call center. It's just banking how it should be. A throwback to the good days. Mobile app check, convenient services. You got it. Check out Star Bank for yourself. For deposits and lending solutions, work with a local community bank that cares. Star Bank net member FDIC and equal housing lender. So Sunday I spent uh, listening to Bud Grant stories. Monday I was out at the NFL meetings. They awarded uh, a future draft to Green Bay and they've awarded a future Super Bowl to San Francisco. And I was just thinking, God, you shouldn't do a draft in Green Bay. It might be cold. Then I was thinking, God, the, the 49ers, you know, they, they've already had their you got a stadium, so you get a Super Bowl, Super Bowl. This is just another Super Bowl. You know, San Francisco the traffic is terrible. It's not very logistically. And I stopped myself, John. I said, you know what? It doesn't matter. Anything the NFL, anything the NFL does is going to work. It's all going to work. They'll have a million people show up in green Bay and it'll work. And then they'll have a Super Bowl in San Francisco and it'll work. And maybe somebody will be inconvenienced by it, but it won't matter because everything they do works. It all does. It, it It is like literally it feels like too big to fail. Um, and, and there is such an appetite for it, the product that they will make it work. Now, what I do wonder about, especially with Green Bay with the draft, is logistically like where is everyone going to stay? Right. Like, I mean, are is everyone staying in 
Appleton and in Racine and like all over the place. And then, and then coming in for, for that day and how do they get back to their hotels and, and, and all those things, that's a legitimate issue. Um, the, the Santa Clara hotel, like it, like, or, or the field, it, it's kind of a pain in the ass to get there. Like that, it is. that's a, that's going to be another logistical thing. Like I remember hearing, I was not there. I heard, I remember hearing a lot of complaints about the Jacksonville Super Bowl because of the juxtaposition of the hotels to where the stadium was and transportation and all that. And so I could see that being a bit of a, of a, of a headache as well. Um, but it doesn't matter. It's not going to take away from the enormity and the pageantry of the events because those events, the, the draft and, and the Super Bowl are two of the very biggest and most anticipated events of the sports calendar in the United States. And so the, just the, the, the sort of blatant desire for people to get there and take it all in and enjoy it is going to override, I think any of, or most of the logistical issues that both sites have and everyone will figure it out. They'll grumble about it. They'll complain about it, but in the end they'll be happy to be um, on site and drinking beer and watching the game or watching the draft and going crazy and, um, and having a good time. I covered the Super Bowl in Jacksonville. I covered the Super Bowl in San Francisco, and both were logistically difficult for media. Mm-hmm. And sometimes media concerns dovetail with fan concerns. In this case, I'm not sure they do. Fans will just mm-hmm. find a place to stay and they'll right. have a good time. They'll go to the they'll go to the game. It'll be fine. They'll find a way. They'll figure something out in Green Bay. People will rent their houses. Just like you know, I, I go to Augusta, Georgia, uh, once a year, and what everybody there does is just they rent their house out for a lot of money. They get out of town, let people come down. You know, there, there's always a logistical solution. And frankly, it is just a media thing because we're we're stuck on riding buses. We're stuck on other people's schedules, uh, and things can go wrong beyond your control when you're trying to do work. It's stressful. But that's I just don't think the fan is going to feel any of that stuff. They'll just go enjoy the event. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Very few want to hear the media bellyache about this right. and that. And, oh, I don't, you know, my 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 shuttle bus was late to get me to this game right. that I'm going to for free where everyone else is paying $10,000 to get in the door. Um, and and so to, to me, the only thing that uh, can sort of sour a fan's mood really is, are there enough bars and restaurants to support the crush of people? And I think there will be, especially in Green Bay. I mean, they put on... A, a, a foot an NFL game every weekend and there's always yep. um there's always a ton of people they know how to handle that stuff they know how to accommodate it and um and so they will figure out as long as people have a place to drink and eat a place to kind of hang out place to use the bathroom and and they can just be there in this mass of humanity um you know kind of reveling in the atmosphere of it, they're going to have a good time. And and when it comes to the Super Bowl, no matter what, you know, what the matchup, as long as your team is there, you're going to go there. You're going to have a good time. You're going to be super excited about it. Like that's just, that's the, the, the overwhelming emotion that everyone has when they go to both of these events is hope and optimism. And for all of the time, during that, except for the very last moments of the game or when your team is on the clock and they take someone you don't like or they trade down or whatever, 
everything else you're going to experience is going to be, you're going to be in a good mood. You're going to be excited and that's going to make it easy to have fun. Also, I'm standing out there at the luxury Omni hotel, basically on the campus, uh, that massive, beautiful campus that the Vikings have built in Egan. And I was reflecting yesterday, I wrote about it. I was reflecting on just how far the Vikings and the NFL have come since I started covering them. Uh, you know, Hey, the Vikings used to inflate a 40 yard bubble, uh, when it got too cold out to actually practice outdoors. They couldn't punt. They couldn't kick. They couldn't throw long passes. I mean, that was the NFL. Uh, You know, used to, the Winter Park used to be, you just go talk to to one receptionist and they'd let you in and then Mike Glenn would call you back or Jerry Burns would call you back to his office. I used to sneak up the back stairs of the facility to break down film with coaches. It was, it was like I said, told somebody else, it was like hanging out at a family owned hardware store. You know, it was like, I mean, it was, it was that small, it was that intimate. And now the NFL, you know, I'm, I'm looking around the campus yesterday. I'm thinking, okay, now the Vikings are going to host a draft and now the Vikings mm-hmm. can host whatever event they wanted to. They have massive amount of space on the campus in their facility. And they have the hotel right there. They're building up that entire area. Uh, it's only going to grow from here. You could give me a map and I wouldn't know how to get around that Egan facility. Like no. it's, it's in, it's unbelievable. And yeah, I was there with you in winter park. Um, and it was this small intimate place. It was Smelly. cramped. People got ornery in there because you're right on top of each other. The locker room was tiny. The weight room was small, like everything, um, just everything was, 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 tight um and to graduate from that to where they are now it's a different planet like it's it's like legitimately state-of-the-art like everyone says they when they when they open some new facility this is state-of-the-art this is state-of-the-art the vikings did it in a way that is so massive that is so gleaming that is that that is everything the NFL is today. It's shiny. It's it's big. It's it's extravagant. It's it's all of that. And and you're right because they did it that way. And they and credit to the Wilfs and and to the Vikings in general for doing things the way that they needed to be done. They are going to reap the benefits of that. There will be a draft there. There will be um, other events. I mean, to have the owners. Can you imagine? you know, the owners coming and staying at the mall of America and then, you know, mingling at winter park or something. I mean, for, for, for a, for a, for a meeting like that, it's, 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 there's no possible way. And so, um, they've graduated in facilities, both with us bank stadium and with the, the Egan facility that they, you, you put them up against any of them, that stadium that they play in every Sunday at home is legit like one of the very, very best in the league. And so um, it's, it's amazing. It like to remember the Metrodome and the last days of the Metrodome when the toilets were overflowing and, and everything was flooding and there were rats that would, you know, or mice that would come across our, our, our desks in the, um, in the media, in the, in the media area and, and, and to be where it is now, it's, it, it's it's unbelievable. Like it, it really is. They've done it all right, and they're going to they're going to reap the benefits of that. And I just don't know that anybody in the NFL has or could have a nicer combination of stadium 
and nope. practice facility. It just, I don't, I mean, U S bank stadium, I've been to almost all the NFL stadiums. I think, I, I, I don't think there's anything better. I don't, can't imagine there being anything better than the Vikings facility. I will also give, and I'll go back to being a jerk next week, but uh, this, for this week, uh, I'll also give them credit. They, you know, they let the Minnesota Aurora use TCO stadium for their games. They, they have, mm-hmm. they, they get involved with high school sports. They're doing so many things right. Uh, and usually, you know, when you're a beat writer, you cover wins and losses. When you're a columnist, you you you're, it's your job to provide critical thinking and be the person who criticizes if something's going to be criticized. But the flip side of that is we got to give them credit when they get something right. They've gotten so much right lately. Yeah, and here's the other thing, Jim, about that is that the way that the Wilfs conduct themselves within the league, I think, is looked upon very favorably. Like they are not. Dan Snyder. They're not, I mean, Jerry Jones wields his power, um, but he's kind of an asshole. Like, he is. Uh, you know, um, th- there's, there's a lot of these ego maniacal, especially the new owners that are coming in that are paying all these billions of dollars for these franchises. Um, they, they operate in a different way, man. Um, and I do think that the Wilfs kind of going about things quietly um, and, respectfully and all of that, all of that stuff. I think that's playing to their advantage that so that when they are ready and when they want to get things that they want to get super bowls, um, you know, drafts, things like that. I think in general, the, the rest of the owners are going to look at them and man, these guys are not the pains in the asses that some of these other guys are. And when we can help them out and reward their investment, um, we're going to do that. And so I, I just think that the, they have never been uh, spotlight owners. They have never been – you don't see them uh, on – you know, being quoted after every game. You don't see them uh, in the public eye and in the, in, you know, in the scrutiny – getting scrutiny and, and, and looking for attention. And I think that is very much appreciated by the other tw- 31 owners in, in the league. And so – um, when you do it that way, and then when you make the right decisions and execute your plans the way that they have from a f- facilities and, and infrastructure standpoint, uh, good things are happening to you. And that's, I think, this last weekend, the gathering of the owners here certainly reflects that. Let's get a final thought from each of us. Once again, thanks to Brandon Morton. Thanks to Aquarius Home Services, TSR Indrila, Star Bank, and Manscaped. Uh, thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Check out Jeff Diamond's show as well for the executive and agent view of the NFL. For today, let's uh, let's get a final thought. I will start. Uh, just great to see Leslie Frazier. Uh, yesterday, we're talking here on Tuesday morning. I saw Leslie on uh, on Monday afternoon, I believe it was. Uh, he's taking a year off from coaching. H- who knows what that means? Whether you know things are going to go his way in terms of his coaching career, but you know. He's just such a good person, and I miss mm. having him around in any role. And I see him yesterday. I haven't seen him for years. Uh, we every once in a while we we I'll text him or we'll we'll be in touch for some other reason. But haven't seen him face to face in years. He comes up first thing he does is thank me for going to Mississippi to do a story in his mm. his his childhood home in Columbus, Mississippi, uh, maybe 10, 11, 12 years ago. I mean, and I'm not saying that and. I should have been thanking him because he allowed me to do that story. He shouldn't be thanking me. But how many people do we know in public life, NFL or otherwise, that would be the first thought they, they when they see a reporter or writer they haven't seen in 12 years. It just shows you just 
how decent a man he is, and I miss having him around. Yeah, I, I you know, I'll just piggyback off that for mine. Um, Jim, it's just like the 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 culture of the NFL, um, as we have gone the last maybe 10 to 15 years, especially, and as this league has grown to where it is, and every uh franchise has become its own individual corporation and things like that. The I think the league in general, juxtaposed against other leagues that we that we both cover, is generally cold um, and is generally uh, standoffish and and hard to penetrate all of those things. Um, and Leslie was always warm, and I just could not appreciate more the way that he went about things, um, the way that he uh conducted himself he and i will yeah i will will text him every once in a while just checking in still um and you know and 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 having a you know quick conversation hey how you doing and stuff like that and he texts me back and um and 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 i just think that there's he he had so much he has so much humanity about him with the way that he moved in the league that often lacks humanity that it just really made me appreciate him. And I know he didn't win as many games as Vikings fans wanted him to. And, um, and there are all those things, you know, things that happened here that ultimately led for his stay as a head coach to be a short one. But I think that the way people are remembered is, is, is how they conducted themselves in both good, in good times, but especially in, in tough times. And Leslie Frazier, uh, has as much dignity and grace as any coach in any league that I've ever covered. And so I'm always rooting for him. I hope that he gets some time off to maybe just decompress and and relax. Um, and then I hope that if he wants another opportunity, uh, that it comes to him because he certainly deserves it. And I think he would be great either in a coordinator role or even in another crack as a head coach somewhere, um, learning from what he had here and what he did in Buffalo and all those things. He's He's a guy that absolutely deserves to be able to write his own ticket and what he wants in this league because of the way that he's done it, both from a humanitarian perspective, but also because he's a really good coach and he's really smart and he, and he knows what he's doing. So um, hopefully uh, things work out for him, but yeah, he's just one of my all time favorite guys. And I still say when you take a team quarterback by Christian Ponder to the playoffs, Mm -hmm. you just go, you should go in the hall of fame. Hundred percent. Yeah. First ballot, man. First ballot. That's all you need to say. Because, you know, you see all these long, and I've been in the room. You see all these long presentations trying to justify somebody's. That's all you need to say. Leslie Frazier went to the playoffs with Christian Ponder as his quarterback. Case closed. Absolutely, and and that's the one thing like that that does sort of burn me and and really gets under my saddle a little bit. Um, is like there's no reason that a guy like that doesn't get a second chance. Um, there's just none. And, and so like, you know, when you see how other guys are given opportunities and real ones, and even when they mess them up, they get other real ones down the road for Leslie Frazier to have never gotten that real second chance. Um, it just, it, 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 it reeks. It just stinks like that, 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 you there's all sorts of dynamics that come into play with these sorts of conversations that we don't need to get into right now. But like, um, you, there, there are too many guys who have gotten second and third chances 
that did not deserve them nearly as much as Leslie Frazier. And if if there is a part of him that is bitter or upset that these opportunities have not come even after the success he's had in Buffalo, he is completely justified in having uh, those kinds of feelings. I don't know if they do or not, but um, but it stinks that he never really was given an, 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 another shot to run a team. Oh, well, you know, he's no Matt Patricia. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. 